0: Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews, I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hello guys. Welcome to another episode of the No Room for Doubt podcast. At this point, I do feel like I should have a new way to introduce all of my guests. I don't. I just say the same thing. And it's that this episode is going to be so fun and I'm so excited. I'm not even introducing you at this point. I'm sure you all know Daisy Tinker from South London Makers Market. Is here with us today to share her magic with you guys all on the podcast. Daisy, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? Thank you so much for asking me to be on. Thank you for being here and sharing your time with us. No, um you. you're someone who I'm sure so many of my listeners will relate to, where I just admire what you and your sister do for the small business community. And I also admire like just how you run your business, like your approach to business, the boundaries that you have, the way you show up it's so you're such an example of what you can be as a small business owner so really that's what I wanted to talk about on this episode (laughs)
1: let's dive into it thank you so much for you to say So in our conversation together,
0: what I really wanted to talk about and explore is people see you on Instagram and they see South London Waker's market. It's one of the biggest markets. It can be so easy to see someone being really successful online and to think that it's always been like that for them. It's just easy. Like things just come naturally. But I suppose I really want to start this conversation by asking you in your journey to building this business, was there a time when you really wanted to be confident or you wanted to show up really boldly when you're doing something but you showed up as something different or someone else instead?
1: I think I don't think I've ever showed up as someone else but I think I've definitely had moments where I wanted to you know give my work my all turn up bold and powerful and you know be this kind of empowered woman running a business and obviously just sometimes in life you can't bring that person that part of yourself sometimes you feel tired or anxious I I th- have a lot of anxiety sometimes and it's been really kind of in check the last few months but it was a really big kind of I guess issue for me um at some points in in the last couple of years like especially with running the business so I guess then it's it's not it's just I have to show up like I kind of feel like I'm showing up as like a weaker version of myself which I don't mm. like it doesn't sit well with me because I know it's not 100% me or obviously it is because it is me but I don't feel quite myself and that always makes me feel uncomfortable and I can't tap into my intuitiveness as much when I'm in that sense like it kind of all all the roads in my mind close off and I don't feel like myself I think that's the ultimate thing I don't quite feel right and I don't quite feel like myself so that's always really hard but it's been actually all right for the last few months so I'm riding this wave of like positivity
0: (laughs) yeah I love that you
1: mentioned that anxiety has been like a big thing for you over the last couple
0: months could you just tell us like what that's looked like for you
1: Yeah, so it actually all really started before I left my full-time job. So I left um, my last full-time job to run the market full-time in October 2020. And it was actually like a year before that, whilst I was still at my full-time job, that it really came to a head, I think, because Mm -hmm. I was feeling really unhappy in my job. I was feeling really like I wasn't being who I wanted to I wasn't I just wasn't in the life that I wanted to live like things didn't my work didn't align with who I was as a person and so it really it really started then I hadn't really had a lot of anxiety before that and all of a sudden it just became really unmanageable Mm. I had to do a lot of anxiety therapy and it was quite intense for like probably quite a long time and I just really didn't feel right I didn't feel like myself the way I visualized it in my head was you know this is kind of a random um metaphor but you know like an egg timer in the kitchen where it's kind of it looks like a tomato or something and you twist it like that so that the timer then it comes back to the center in the middle once the timer's is up that's how I felt like I felt like I had been twisted and like the top part I had been moved away from where I was supposed to be and it was like I looked the same person I was acting kind of like the same person but in myself I knew that something wasn't right and something had shifted and changed kind of invisibly to everyone else but inside me it just didn't feel right and I lost a lot of hair like I put on a lot of weight I just felt really awful all the time, really overwhelmed with anxiety about so many different things, mainly people-pleasing and worrying kind of about bad things happening I guess and so I really kind of got a handle on that after quite a long time of like anxiety therapy and then I guess setting up the business and then coming into running the business full-time after October 2020 then we came into Christmas and like obviously during lockdown it was a really intense time for everyone and at first Mm. it felt so great to leave my full-time job like I felt so passionate about running the market full-time and so excited to be able to give my all to it but then quickly like it became a lot of pressure and obviously it was lockdown, like the rules were really changing. We all had, you know, our connections taken away from us and our relationships, we couldn't see people. And that's really where I thrive. And that's where I get all of my energy from is those connections and that communication with like my loved ones and my friends and family. So for me, as a person, it was just kind of a a melting pot of things that happened at the same time that put a lot of stress and pressure back onto me at the same time, removing all of the kind of crutches that I use day to day to like, Mm. myself and feel good and feel like steady and mentally feel well. So Coming into Christmas, I think me and Liv both felt very, very anxious and very, you know, just just it really is just anxious all the time. Like anytime one of us would be looking at our phones, you know, one of us would like take a deep breath and the other one's like, What's wrong? What's happened? Like thinking that the whole thing's gonna blow up. And, you know, you feel like you you're on a cliff edge the whole time. Like you can't rest properly, you can't relax properly, you can't switch your brain off properly and so that was quite intense, but I think I do I do have a tendency to feel a lot like that in winter. I think I have now realised I have sad, like a seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. So this year I'm like, need to get my little lamp ao like I need to take my like vitamin D tablets or whatever. So I'm a bit more prepared for this year for this winter. But that all kind of came to a bit of a head over Christmas, and then we had a couple of weeks off over Christmas, and I just was so exhausted. Like mentally, I was just so exhausted. And then I think coming back into this year, like, obviously, it's a new year, a new start, like we're both working full time on the market, which is so our passion. And we kind of got back a bit into our groove. And really, to be honest, we just had to be a bit more regimented about setting a lot more boundaries. Yeah, so interesting. Like there's two things that are coming up for me, because
0: it's like one of the questions I actually have is like, I love the boundaries and especially for women, especially if you used to identify as a people pleaser or a perfectionist, Mm -hmm. boundaries is like a horrible swear word. Like you don't, you like, you pretend to set boundaries, but you don't really follow them. And like, it's not really a real thing, but it sounds like for you, it came to a point where your mental health, your emotional health, it was like that or the business, the way it was running before. And the boundaries really had to come into sort of like, protect and support your mental health so you could run the business as you do
1: 100 percent, absolutely without having had those conversations between us and setting new boundaries both of us would have been in a really bad place mentally and we couldn't have continued to run the business in that mental kind of state so yeah it's been really important it's something we still both work on kind of every day every week you know we have to they don't come naturally to me having boundaries like that especially in a project like the market where we both feel so passionately about it it doesn't come naturally to me to draw lines and to have boundaries and you know Sometimes having to hold things at arm's length and people and relationships at arm's length, not letting everyone in, you know, it's like my heart is open and I let everything directly into my heart. But obviously you can't do that all the time, especially when it comes to running a business. Yeah. So it, it kind of just is a lot of weekly, daily work to maintain those boundaries. Sure. One of the challenges that I
0: see small businesses have in terms of boundaries, which I just feel like I'm happy that the conversation is going in this space because I feel like it needs to be spoken about more. But one of the challenges that I see business owners have is well, if I'm not on Instagram all the time, if I'm not instantly replying to messages, then people will go somewhere else. I will lose business. And frankly, I need the money. So it becomes, it's almost like the bound, setting a boundary. It, they feel like it's opposite or contrary to their growth as a business owner. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What boundaries would you say you've set in your business? And what would you say has been the effect or the benefit of setting like particular boundaries in your business?
1: Definitely the the biggest boundary that we've set is setting you know, it's such a basic one but setting more specific work hours that we work in mm. so before you know the nature of the market it's a lot of weekend work so before we were literally working every day without a break no weekends no evenings and I think that had really been a natural continuation of working full-time and running the market at the same time for a year I did that and so I got really used to never having time off and so I think when I then stopped working full-time and started running the market full-time instead of taking back that time for me I just Mm. then dedicated all of that extra time to running the market as well I never retook that time back for myself so it felt quite natural to just continue to do that so I think firstly we set more specific times of you know we're gonna work normal as much as possible work hours so whether that's nine or ten in the morning until like five or six in the evening we've put that you know in the sign off of our emails like please know that we work normal hours and even silly things like that I mean I'm sure most people don't notice it and I'm sure even if you did you would think of course you only work normal hours but little things like that mentally just really helped me let go and I just felt like if I was you know that's in my email sign off everyone can see that all the time you know it will start to sink in and people will start to realize that we're not accessible 24 hours of the day seven days a week Mm. which you know I I love this, but the problem is, I guess, not really a problem. But the thing is, we love doing what we do so much. It's hard to turn off sometimes, but I've had to learn to rest. I think that sounds really cheesy as well. Like, God, I'm such a heroic person. Like I never <laughs> rest. But I did have to learn that rest is sometimes valuable and also worthwhile and beneficial when you're actually getting something out of it. Like it's not, you're not being lazy. It's okay to rest and you're still doing yourself and your business the favor of, you know, you being able to come back refreshed and revitalized and mentally well and, you know, excited and motivated to kind of do your best work so I think setting boundaries about the times that we work bit really limiting the amount of time that we spend on Instagram I think you know we did 26 online markets back to back and we were spending like 10 hours a day on Instagram and it's just not good for anyone like it's not good for anyone's mental health I don't think anyone out there who spent that much time online would feel good about that it doesn't make anyone feel great so
0: yeah
1: we now make a really conscious effort to just spend more time in the real world. And again, that sounds so stupid, but just saying, you know, we, we run our own business. We have the luxury of saying once a week, do you want to take an inspiration day to go to new cool independent shops or to exhibitions or to new towns and let's explore different things and go for walks and brunches and, you know, I kind of felt scared to do that because like you said you feel like unless you're 100% at the grind you're exhausted you're constantly replying to emails you know you query and question oh am I not growing my business but those days are so valuable to us and actually I find I'm so motivated and re-energized after those days that they're so so valuable even though I feel like sometimes I'm like skiving off school do you know what I mean like we're just out having like a brunt but it's yeah. really <laughs> like
0: I 100% and it's like Fridays are my podcast day like I relate because Fridays are my podcast day where I'm talking to loads of people and it doesn't feel like work so mm-hmm. in between when I'm having these conversations I'm like oh my gosh like I just had it now before recording with you I'm like I have to do something and I'm looking at my calendar and there's nothing for me to do and I'm like I have to achieve something like it feels (laughs) so wrong and the only way I have an analogy to describe it I heard this story I can't remember where I heard it but it's always stuck with me and this person I think they were on a podcast they were saying that if you put a flea in like a jar it will bounce out like it will just bounce out if there's nothing to stop the flea from bouncing out but if you put a flea in a jar and then you put a piece of paper or like a plate on top of the jar it will bounce up and it will hit the plate and it basically learns that there's like um a boundary a, a plate there or a boundary <laughs> there a ceiling yes that's yeah. exactly <laughs> a ceiling but then you can remove the plate and it will still it won't leave the flea will just bounce up and down it will think that the ceiling is still there even when you've removed it and I feel like that's what happens when we not even go full time, if you drop one day of work to Mm -hmm. work on your business, you have the freedom, it's there, the option to work (laughs) in a cafe or somewhere nice is there, but we're so conditioned to these sort of like old ways of work, how our friends work, how we saw our parents work, that it's like, it's like you said, it's like really, it sounds really simple, but like you have to give yourself that internal permission to be like, I'm gonna rest, I'm gonna have brunch, I'm gonna have like (laughs) An inspiration
1: day, as you Absolutely. said. Absolutely, That's actually like the most depressing thing I've ever heard about the little flea. Like that yeah. is we all just create these prisons for ourselves, and it's like we're the prison warden. Like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Yeah, I really, yeah. I really empathise with the flea. Yeah, same. So, <laughs> like, so many lessons,
0: so many lessons. So, one of the things that you mentioned when you spoke about your journey with anxiety also was that it sounds like it stemmed from your full-time job before and not feeling aligned in your full time job, which I find so interesting, because I feel like some of us don't actually want to start a business. What happens is we like, see something at work that we don't like. And we're like, Oh, my God, you are gonna have to make me show you how it's done. So what would you say were the challenges that led you to starting the market? What was there like practices that you didn't like in your full time job that you wanted to do something differently? Was there something that you felt needed to be said? What would you say were the things that you were like okay we've got to start this we've got to do it basically
1: I think probably me and Liv both felt from being kids that we always wanted to one work together but to do something really exciting that we were really passionate about we always used to dream that we would have a department store called Dot which is Daisy Olivia Tinker which is like literally the most unimaginative that. name you ever could like <laughs> um and we would work for ourselves and we'd be designing clothes and selling them and you know we were probably seven when we came up with that idea mm. and I, I think it's no coincidence and it's quite funny to think that actually me as a child I was so in tune with who I was as a person that yeah. actually I knew then exactly what I should be doing as an adult it's only growing up to be an adult that you get really sidetracked with career paths and career progression and job titles and salaries and you know how other people perceive you and working for this brand it says something about me as a person you get caught up in all that bullshit basically like seven-year-old me was so much more aligned to who I really truly am as a person that Mm -hmm. I don't know I I think that's really like incredible to think back and I had that much insight into what I should do as an adult when I was literally a child I guess in terms of work I never really 100% knew what I wanted to do like I studied fashion journalism I knew I wanted to work in like publishing or for a fashion brand, but I could never really quite put my finger on what I actually wanted to do and why Mm. I even wanted to do that. Like essentially all I knew was that I wanted to do something creative in a sense. But really, when I dug down into it, it wasn't even the creativity or the fashion or the interiors or the writing I actually loved. I think now in hindsight, what I love is I love the communication, like, that's Mm -hmm. what I loved about it, like, getting to be that person who tells other people, this is a cool thing, or, like, you should go here, or why don't you try this dress, or, you know, it wasn't really what I was selling, or what I was writing, it was the fact that I got to be that person, having that communication, and building those connections with people, so no job I ever had quite felt right, it never quite felt aligned to me, it just never quite felt right, I could never put my finger on what it was, and I kept thinking it was a problem with myself, I kept Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, all of the, the qualities about me that made me unhappy in those jobs or made me not good at those jobs or not right for those jobs they were things that I needed to change about myself and I think it took me growing up and having a massive I laugh now and say like kind of breakdown but I did have like a really bad period of anxiety and it was really difficult it took going through that to realize there wasn't anything wrong with me I just wasn't doing the right job like it just didn't suit me as and who I am and I shouldn't change I should just change the work that I do like it sounds so stupid and obvious now but it really did take me 10 years to realize that there was nothing wrong with me I just wasn't doing the right work yeah. and I think you know in later years all the conversations about you know working for a big fashion brand and all of the things that that entails that I don't agree with like I don't want to be really negative and we know all of the bad things about those companies Companies, But they became bigger and bigger to the point that I couldn't ignore those things anymore, because it was really eating away at, I guess, how I perceived myself and my self confidence. And, you know, I didn't want to do something that I didn't believe in, like, I want to hold myself to, I guess, a higher standard or like, you know, following my morals and what I believe in and stuff. And it yeah. just didn't I couldn't I just couldn't do it anymore basically I just I just didn't want to do it anymore so that was kind of what finally set us off with like let's run our own business let's like do this and then it still you know after that it still took me a year to quit my full-time job even though I knew all of those things it still took me a year Mm. to get out the courage to actually quit my full-time job so it It wasn't an overnight decision like it was a big it was a lot of kind of miniature realizations that all rolled into one massive realization which was that I needed to leave my job yes (laughs) like
0: I feel like almost there's always stages to it like we it's so easy to think that like oh that person just decided they were going to do this thing and then it was a success like they never looked back it was all easy but I think what your journey is showing is that I guess you had to give yourself grace for like stepping into wanting your own business and going for it and then being like okay cool I can quit my job and like have this business out and do this thing
1: and because it kind of feels like taking a leap off you know a cliff like it really did feel like that I honestly felt on my last day of work like I had been walking towards this giant cliff and I was taking the step over the edge of the cliff that is genuinely how I felt I felt physically scared in in my body I felt fear so it did feel really scary and that's why it took such a long time to kind of you know but get get up the courage to do it
0: yeah So early in this conversation, you said you're riding the wave of positivity right now. Mm -hmm. What would you say has you feeling good, feeling positive about life and business right now?
1: I think firstly, definitely because the way that the world is now, obviously with you know, lockdown easing and us being able to get out and about, I'm able to do the things in my life and in my world, which bring me joy, make me feel stable, make me feel like myself, whether that's going to visit my family and see, you know, my mum and my dad and my little sisters and my nan and granddad and, or whether it's like getting out into London and going to an Mm. exhibition or, you know, something really simple, like going to my favourite restaurant in Crystal Palace, all of those things are so tied up to who I am, that being able to do those things just makes me feel like myself and really stable because they're the things Mm. I really live for so kind of like that which I guess everyone is feeling right now but also everything just feels lighter you know and it probably is part of having this kind of seasonal affective disorder kind of thing like in summer I always feel like this I always feel on top of the world I feel like nothing can bring me down like you know the bright evenings I'm like working at 10 in the evening because it's still lovely outside and like you know the light's just gone down and you feel this sense of hope and wonder at the world and everything feels positive and great Mm. and so I kind of have to be mindful that It is a bit of a up and down, and I have to try not to be too wildly high because then it'll be too much of a wild low afterwards. So trying to remain a bit balanced at the moment and like learn that lesson to not be too kind of manically high at the moment. And also, you know, everything is great, like everything with the business is going really well. We're back to real life markets, which I feel, you know, after a year and a half of all the shit that we all went through over the last year and a half, I'm just so grateful and thankful and happy to be back to real life markets, seeing people in real life, you know, making those connections with people in real life like seeing product in real life yeah you know increase the palette in my local community again like it just feels so joyous to be back doing that and it reminds me why we set up the business in the first place like we set up the business to do real life events we never set up the business to do it online so Mm. after doing it online for such a long time you kind of forget that and you're like oh this is making me feel stressed and anxious but you know obviously that was just a sidestep because that's what we had to do to get through lockdown and now we're getting back to the heart of what we love and what we're doing I love that. I'm so happy to hear that. I could literally talk to you and like listen up to you talk
0: about your journey and your business like all day. But for time,
1: <laughs> I have, I know, I go on. I'm like trying to be concise.
0: <laughs> I'm like, whoa, I love listening to you. For time purposes, I'm just going to hit you with one last question. Okay. I didn't prep you for this question. Ooh. And it's a question I ask all of my guests, actually. Actually, okay, fine. I have two questions. I lied. Sorry. I didn't prep you for this question. Let's say that in my imaginary world, I feel really bad saying this, but it's just an imaginary scenario. But let's say tomorrow, (laughs) everything that you created, like the slate, was totally wiped clean. Totally wiped clean. You are still you, who you are now, but you get the opportunity to build again. Mm -hmm. You can only take three tools with you. So these can be physical tools, they can be lessons that you've learned. They could be people, but you can only take three of these things. What would they be?
1: I actually know exactly what they would be. One love that live. (laughs) Hundred percent
0: how I'll any- leave my sister
1: behind no. <laughs> <laughs> how anyone runs a business on their own I mean honestly full kudos praise like you are an absolute champion if you're out there running a business on your own because seriously I don't say this light-heartedly like I could not run a business on my own I absolutely mm. couldn't so if you're out there running a business on your own like I think you're an absolutely incredible person you should be really proud of yourself I couldn't do anything without Liv by my side I am half a person without her there so mm. I-, I absolutely couldn't do anything without her whatever I did in the future it would involve her and us building something together so absolutely live that would be number one number two would be my community so that the whole element of being in South London living in South London my family's originally from South London and living in Crystal Palace I just love it there so much and I, I think other people probably don't understand this but it's such an important part of me my business and who I see myself as and what makes me so happy going into my community seeing the people that I know that work up on the triangle, like meeting my friends, being in South London and that community that we've built through the market and through living in London, I wouldn't ever want to do anything without that community behind me. And, you know, as much as they're the ones cheering me on, they're also the people that I'm doing it for. Like I'm doing it for them and I'm doing it because of them. So I would never do anything without them. And I would always want them to be part of anything that I built in the future. So my community, Crystal Palace, they're best. Um, And then number three, probably the lesson I guess which I touched on earlier which is that I I guess just an a belief in myself that I can do whatever I want and that's fine and if there's something that doesn't suit me it's not me that needs to change it's just that I need to change the situation that I'm in Mm
0: -hmm. so I guess
1: just the kind of belief that anything that I think is wrong with me or any qualities that I have that I think are negatives or like you know For example, I'm being such a people pleaser. I always used to think that's such a negative. Like, I need to change that. I'm too emotional. I need to change that. I'm too sensitive. I need to change that. But actually, they're the things that make me good at what I do now because now I'm in a job that actually suits who I am as a person. So, I guess it's kind of a bit big headed, but just a belief that, like, I'm fine as I am. Like, as long as I'm being a good person and doing things that make the world better, I don't need to change myself to suit what I'm doing. Like, I just need to make it suit me, I guess. And that's that's fine, you know. And other people might not understand what that means. I do as my job. Like other people might not get it. They might think I'm crazy for like leaving behind another really good job, whatever it is. Like, but as long as it sits well with me, that's fine. And I only need to please myself. Like other people might not understand, and that's fine. That's been a big lesson, I think, over the last year. But yeah, I think I think those three.
0: I love those three. Yeah, no, I love those. (laughs) My final question to you is: What does it mean to you to be bold?
1: I think, to me, being bold means... I honestly think it means believing in yourself, trusting your gut and having the belief that you know what's right for you. And, you know, you can ask people for advice, you can ask people for help, and you absolutely should do those things. But ultimately, no one's walked the path that you've walked before. No one's lived your life before you. And no one else is you. And you know what's best for yourself better than anyone. So I genuinely think being a woman especially in business being bold is having the belief to believe in yourself and believe that you know what's best for you and trusting that because mm. I think so often as we grow up and in other jobs it's constantly reinforced to us that like we're not right we need to change you know there's something wrong with us or like we're just silly or we're just stupid or we're not good enough we're not worthy we're not worth high salaries we're not worth this or that whatever other people telling you about yourself and so I think to be bold means to me like fucking all of that off and just knowing having a knowing of yourself, I guess, and believing in yourself, I think. That's so cheesy. That's like the cheesiest thing I've ever
0: said. Yes!
1: You hide it here
0: on the podcast. Here for the cheese, here for the cringe, all about it.
1: I made my own self cringe, God
0: Daisy, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been thank a pleasure so chatting much. to you. Honestly, I love it every time we connect. I feel I like my heart is so filled with love and joy and appreciation for you. Where I can people find agree. you? Like,
1: I love chatting to you. I just love everything that you're about, like your positive energy and such a good interviewer as well. I just love chatting to you. Thank honestly. you. Everything you're doing is amazing. And thank you so much for asking me to be on your podcast I feel really honored to be here so thank you so much thank you
0: where can people find you if they're not following you already
1: so if you're not following um the market already you can find us on instagram over at a south london makers market and our website is a southlondonmakersmarket.co.uk and our next markets are in crystal palace on saturday the 28th of august and sunday the 29th of august so hopefully we'll see you guys in crystal palace yes
0: amazing thanks so much for coming and thank you so much for listening to another episode take care and i'll see you soon If you enjoyed listening to this podcast you're gonna want to get in touch to coach with me one on one we take all of these concepts and materials apply them to your brain and your business so we can get you to your next level join me by going to www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level that's www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level to get your space to coach with me one-on-one. I can't wait to see you there.